Where the travel agent's coming to you With tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise The travel agent's bringing you the latest travel news I'm Will Konnichiwa Name wa watashi no name wa Brian Desu Thanks for that How impressed were you, Will? <laughs> Uh, more so embarrassed. No, that's that's the, very impressive. That's the extent of my Japanese. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. I'm currently working on the three alphabets. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. They don't just have one alphabet like us. They went ahead <laughs> and they have two. Okay. Hiragana, katakana. I probably got those wrong. And then hanji, which is the Chinese characters, which they've adopted into their language too. Interesting. Okay. Just make it a little tougher and throw the hardest language in the world (laughs) to write (laughs) in theirs. So that's not easy. But dude, what do you know about Japan? Um, Let's see. Uh, It's all based off of probably like movies and history class, um, food. I I don't know. I'm Japan is in like my top five uh, places that I want to go to. Tom Cruise, Warrior. He's a samurai. The last uh, yeah, the samurai. Last samurai. Yeah. What was that movie like? I watched it. Was, it. Yeah, it, was, was it good? Yeah, it was good. Huh. Yeah. Uh, sushi, yes or no? Uh, I do like sushi, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can do mm-hmm. raw, the raw fish or you should like veggie? Um, it depends on the fish. Yeah. I have a intolerance to salmon, but I don't right think on. I have an intolerance to anything else. Okay, cool. Yeah. This is this whole Japan episode is a bit of a stretch for me. I I sell a bit of it, at, you know. Yeah. My job and generally I help people with flights, hotels, some tours, some transportation, and usually the Japan Rail Pass to get around. Sure. Um. Other than that, it's it's kind of an interesting shape of a country. It really is. Yeah. So, it really is. I mean, in one way, it's it's not like you can just like like they have these amazing trains, but in some situations, you just have to fly to mm-hmm. kind of get to various like islands or from yeah. south to north or random stuff like that. But the trains are kind of cool, mm-hmm. yeah. and that they're like probably some of the fastest in the world. I wonder how fast they go. I'm gonna have to they, look that go, up later. Aren't there like some that go like 200 miles an hour? Or yeah, I was gonna say like, like 175. So that sounds about right. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. But um. Yeah, it's uh, it's an insane, it's a crazy language. I'll never learn it, even though I am learning it on mm-hmm, Duolingo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of my eight <laughs> languages I'm learning. I was Humble thinking brag. about dropping it. <laughs> you know, like my teacher, hey, sorry, I'm gonna have to drop it this semester. But since it's the app I'm paying for, I feel like I should just hang on and maybe mm. study it here and there while I can. Um, you can any- always watch anime, you know? Ooh, is that how people get good? Or do they watch it maybe. dubbed? I, I don't know. I've heard that uh, if you watch, like, if you're trying to learn a language, if you want to yeah. learn it, like, start with, like, the children's, like, books, yeah. children's shows or what sure. have you, because it's a like, slower pace yeah. and, like, you can understand it a little bit. Yeah. Granted, I don't think anime is <laughs> probably slower pace. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a fan of season one, you know that my brother and I lived in China in the year 2011, 2012. And on our winter break, uh, we went to Japan for two weeks. Uh, I saw Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, and then a town, which you've probably never heard of, called Guma. This is where a friend lived. Um, she took my brother and I around. We stayed with her and her family. Got a very authentic Japanese experience. I'm, ha- I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah. Um, but I feel like all things of my, my experience in Japan, it's a bit of a stretch because that's going back like 11 years. Yeah. So, you and I are pretty happy because we met someone. <laughs> we we met someone. Yeah, else. yeah. Um, he uh, is a podcast host. He's a podcaster. <laughs> yep. His name's right. James Hammond. 
He has a really cool podcast called Winging It Travel Podcast. And so this guy is from Norwich. 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 No, Norwich. Oh, Scottish. I'm sorry. And he, yep. And then he moved to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where he lives now. Yeah. And uh, he was in Japan recently. Mm, how and about so we? When we heard that he had been, like, we're like, hey, what countries have you been to? And we heard he had been to Japan. We're like, ooh, like, I, I, immediately, a, like, a green check went off on, in my brain. Like, we need to do Yeah, we Japan. need to bring him in. And here he is. James, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? How, to be here. How cringy was it listening to us talk <laughs> about you? <laughs> nah, nah, Easter own. That's all right. I've had worse. <laughs> What's the city you grew up in? Norwich. That was good. Good pronunciation. Yeah. Good pronunciation. <laughs> so, dude, tell us. Well, first off, feel free to just share a little bit about yourself and your travel, and then um, get podcast. into Japan. Talk yeah, about podcast, podcast too. too. Yeah, so I'm from Norwich. Started a podcast last year, uh, Wigan It Job Podcast, which is a more of a medium long form podcast for uh, guests mainly. Come on the Monday and talk about places they've been to, experiences they want to share, uh, try and deep dive into their travel thinking and where they've been. And previously, I kind of, I would say I'd left Norwich in 2013. And for the last nearly nine years now, just been doing a few work visas and traveling in between those. So nice. we're here right now. And yeah, yeah we're going to delve into Japan today. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. How, oh, for your podcast, have you interviewed any cool people recently? <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I can't think of any. Ah, <laughs> what a diss. So Will and I were interviewed on your yeah. podcast a few weeks ago, and yeah. our episode was two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> no, that was a great, that was a great chat. I really look forward to that. Oh, I, I had so a that blast. Cool. It was oh, really just yeah. a quick, quick shout out. James, at the end of it, he did these rapid fire questions, which I had so much fun with yeah. that when I visited my sister and my niece and nephew last week, I said, hey, can I give you guys these rapid fire questions I learned about from this podcast guy? They were like, yeah. And so I did it with them. They loved it. And last night I went to a client dinner and after like the main course, uh, the conversation kind of got dry. And I said, hey, can I give you guys some rapid fire travel questions? They were like, yeah. And they oh, loved brilliant. it. Yeah, yeah. So just... I would say it's a great dinner trick if you need it. Oh, that's awesome. You should do it on your podcast as well. Yeah, if you get we guests should. From. Yeah, we want yeah, to. We want to. Yeah. They're, my fav- they're, they're one of my favorite parts of the show because I tried to tell people to start like, they are quick fire, you know, don't yeah. mold too much. Yeah. Just fire something out. Right. And I try and mix them up and add a few curveballs in there. So That's right. You gave yeah, us like a bit of a favorite. You gave us like 10 questions that we knew ahead of time. And then you gave us like 10 hidden questions that we didn't get a chance to <laughs> yeah. think about. That was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I want to talk. I want. Can we hear? Just give us a little intro about your time in Japan. Then we'll get into our defining words. Yeah, Japan was always on our hit list. Um, I think like Will here, definitely top five at the time. And we left New Zealand. Let's get this right. Yeah, left New Zealand after a work visa, and we're like, oh, we're going to travel a bit of Southeast Asia and East Asia and Nepal. And yeah, so we jumped into to Japan for four weeks and got the Japanese rail pass and thought, let's make it up as we go along. We've got a few cities that we know, a few places that we don't know. Right. We had one thing booked, Mount Fuji, <laughs> trek. And we trekked on the last day of the hiking season. And I've got some oh, tips wow. about that when we yeah. come to it later. Wow. The do's and don'ts about that. 
There's some <laughs> funny and grim stories in there as well. Wow. And yeah, we just kind of winged it along for four weeks and absolutely loved it. What a place. Wow. I want to talk to you sometime about just winging it and just that you're willing to do that. I'm such, I think I've just in this travel agent mentality that everything has to be structured and booked and planned. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways, that's a different conversation. So Will, are we ready for our <laughs> defining words? Yes, we are. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. So, so James, you know, you and I have both been there. I thought we could kind of wrap, like not rapid fire, but like I could do a defining word, then you could, then I could, then you could. We just kind of see if these fall in line. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. My first one is different. <laughs> so everyone I talk to who's been to Japan or lived in Japan has been like, yeah, you know what? Great country, great people. Love it. Love the culture. Love the food. Love everything about it. Love the cleanliness. It's great. But... It's a little bit different from any other place in the world I've ever been. And I I keep hearing that, and that's something I definitely experienced. Um, just, okay, just one little uh, quick tidbit that might help you see what I'm talking about. When I was there, uh, the, the girl, the local who was showing my brother and I around, we were in Tokyo, and she said, hey – uh, and this might not be there anymore. She said, she said, my brother and I, and I'm so upset we didn't do it. <laughs> but she said, do you want to go to this restaurant where they put the, like the bonnet on your head? Uh, your, your arms are kind of tied down and then you sit on the high chair and they spoon feed you like a baby. And we were like, no, we don't. <laughs> and I kind of wish we would have, cause wow, what an experience. So like, I feel like. Someone who lives in Japan could probably go off on that for probably days of just like that kind of stuff, yeah. but just mm-hmm. a little bit different. So that's why I picked different. What's your first word? Uh, chaotic. Okay. Chaotic. Okay. Do you want to expound? Yeah. yeah There's actually a part of a two word, but one word I'd choose chaotic. The first part of that is organized chaos. Yeah. So I went with chaotic because it is culture shock central when you land in Tokyo and you've got to get from your subway station to where the hell you're going to stay. And there's no signs in English. There's no <laughs> Japanese don't speak that much English, like just a general person on the street. Yeah. And it is a real test of your resolve to try and figure out where the hell you got to go. Yeah. And it can seem a bit chaotic, but it is organized and it's all on time. Yeah. So, you know, a train's going to turn up on time, leave on time, arrive on time. And yeah, everything is organized. Yeah. yeah. How did you get to the point where how were you able to go from your airport to the hotel? Like did GPS help you or were you able to just, I don't know, like wing it? I think we got a train. Yeah, we got a train. Okay. There's a train, like a normal train, not a subway train, normal train goes into town. Mm-hmm. And then we got a subway train to Weno, which is like an area of Tokyo. Okay. Um, but my girlfriend left her purse on the ticket machine. So, you know, you, oh, know, you go wow. to the yeah, ticket yeah. machine, you can sure. get your ticket. We got to the hostel. We're like, Oh, where's the purse? So the guy at the hostel rang the station and he said to the woman at the station, someone here has lost a purse. And instantly they went, oh, is she called Emma? I'm like, yeah. And they literally, someone handed it in. They they wrote a list of everything that was in that wallet and asked her to like, say if there's anything missing. And there's like, all there. And she went back like, you know, four minutes later to go and get it. And they were like, so helpful and friendly and oh what a great story yeah that's really cool yes i feel like that is such something you'll probably get it back remember Mm -hmm. my word different that's also a good thing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because that's what happens in japan my second word is bowing (laughs) so they (laughs) this is just yeah they bow 
when yeah. I greet you. But my my favorite example was it's like 11 p.m. on like, a, I don't know, a Tuesday night. My brother and I walk in a 7-Eleven. We're the only ones there. And the guy is cleaning out this Slurpee machine. And as we walk in, he turns to us, like totally like squares up with us and gives us a bow where he's totally 90 degrees and says, you know, like, Konnichiwa gozaimasu, or what's konbawa gozaimasu, whatever, like, the good evening is. And then he, he went back up, and then he went back to cleaning his slurping machine. I thought, wow, I cannot picture a 7-Eleven staff member in the U.S. <laughs> even acknowledging <laughs> us at 11 p.m., let alone giving us, turning to us, making a full bow. Yeah, that's quite yeah, the that's difference. Insane. That is quite the difference. Yeah. And, like, some people go, like, if you're in, like, a martial arts, like, the way they bow to their master, like they'll just like, f- like they're on their knees, just falling all over the place. It's not just one bow; it's multiple. Wow. Okay. Until the master, like, okay, stop. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. So, James, you're next. Yeah, I'm gonna contradict myself here and say calm. Oh. Okay. So I, well, we experienced some calm moments. Uh, a couple of examples would be my girlfriend Emma had someone who she went to university with. He lives in Tokyo. She's married to a Tokyo native. Yeah. And she took this like park in Tokyo and it's like by a lake and it's like this little tea house in the middle and you walk there and it's traditional matcha tea, green tea and all that sort of stuff. And you sit on the floor wow. and it's just like serene, quite hot that day, but serene silence in the middle of this chaotic city. So nice. I'm going to go with calm. I like it. So would you say it's very Zen? <laughs> yeah. Cliche word that I wasn't going to go with that one, yeah. but it is. Yeah. It is Zen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. My third one is sushi. So for, like, the sushi was best. It was the best there than anywhere I've ever had. It was fresh. I mean, it's right there. I mean, in Tokyo, you're by the water. Um, I got to go to one of those restaurants, just like in the movies, where the sushi is coming out on the conveyor belt. Yeah. And there's each piece of sushi. It's, it's just one piece on each yeah. um, plate, right? Small little plates, maybe six inches diameter. And... Uh, <laughs> You, they're either blue or yellow and you grab whatever you want and you just once you finish the sushi you just stack it up where you're sitting right mm-hmm. and so when you're ready to check out the server comes over and just counts your like the blue or like i don't know 100 yen thousand yen wait what was the conversion shoot 79 to, okay anyways let's just say they were a yeah, dollar or two dollars a hundred i think roughly. okay right on that's so yeah. that's helpful um and then they count like the blue plates the yellow plates and they add it up and give you your total there you go. Wow. Would you say that's like pretty common? Like, was it hard to find a restaurant um, like that? I only saw one and we went to it. Um, I'm sure there are many though. Okay. Because I, I went see to a cake them. restaurant like that. You went yeah. to a what restaurant? A cake. Cakes. Oh, right on. Um, convey about cakes. Yeah. And that is hardcore when you start smacking in 10 cakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I did. I, I did. It. I did two muffins at work today for breakfast because someone made muffins, and yeah. it just it changes your day. It changes <laughs> your entire day. Yeah. Yep. I, have you ever seen the, the documentary uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Jiro. Yeah. Sure, it's not Hero. <laughs> it could be. I think it's Jiro, but it's not a Greek. Uh, no, movie? it's a Japanese gentleman who has this tiny, tiny, tiny sushi bar. I think it mm. sits like maybe seven people. Mm. And um, it's like world famous for being like the best sushi bar. Oh, wow. Um, He's maybe like 85. I hope he's still alive. He might not be anymore. Um, But he had like three Michelin stars. He would always serve like presidents, prime ministers, kings, all those sorts of things. But like what was really interesting about the documentary is that they detail a lot more about 
what it's like to make sushi at a grade uh, of his level. And he would have like his apprentice would just do just rice. They would only work with rice for 10 years. And then after they (laughs) mastered rice, then they would be ready for the next step of sushi. Wow. Yeah. Very, very so like stuff. quite the sunken cost you got to put to an employee. <laughs> I know ten years on rice. You get like, uh, I know. Can you imagine? You're at year nine. You're like, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't know. Yeah, that's insane. Imagine you got to year nine and you got, and you've done it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even oh, worse. Shoot, I you need it. another ten. My bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, wait, Will. I wanted to share with you something about yeah. that. Was since we're on food. Last night at that restaurant with the client dinner, it was a super fancy restaurant, Ken Stewart's, and uh, okay. the steak menu, mm-hmm. the cheapest steak was 50 bucks, Okay, and that went up to 75 bucks, and then the most expensive steak just said market price, okay, meaning whatever it was, and it was the Wagyu. Oh, okay. Wagyu. Wagyu, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought of you because don't you, isn't that like your dream to eat like a- a Japanese. How much yeah, would you drop? How much would you drop on? A- uh, I'd have to. I'd have to have the expectation to drop like two to three hundred dollars. Well, I feel like yeah. you, if you were gonna do it, it'd be weird to do it in Akron. You'd want to do it like in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do it in Japan where it's like, yeah, it's gonna be the best. Imagine getting a two hundred dollar piece of steak and just throwing it on your grill in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess like we. <laughs> you okay, do I'm gonna interject like real quick. What is Wagyu? Wagyu is a really dry aged. Uh, premium cut of cow that is yeah. like massaged for like their entire lives and very taken care of. And then they're slaughtered because they have this premium meat and uh, they go for a very pretty penny. How much do cow masseuses make? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> they're doing Wagyu beef. It's got to be like a, a lot of money probably. <laughs> How many cuts of Wagyu can you get out of a cow? A oh, lot? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well. This is not a, okay. Interesting. And then do you got one more word, James? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to go vending, as in a vending machine. <laughs> Heck oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember that. Stuff they was insane. Everything. Yeah. And there was one time I was in a... Did you ever go to the onsens when you go into like the, yes. the thermal pools? Yes. Well, Emma took all the bags, and I just had no towel. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Because like, you get naked in there, and like yeah. you, you know, it's, all, it's all go. I was like, what am I going to do? I can't go to her side because obviously it's women and male are separated. Yeah. I can't shout because she won't probably hear me. I've not got my phone. I'm like, what do I do? And luckily there was a vending machine on the way in for a hundred yen. And I got a little box towel, which I've still got today in the bathroom. And it's like, got some Japanese writing on it. And it's like probably that big, not very big at all, but white towel and a safe today so I could dry myself. That's a hundred yen today is 70 cents. Wow. US dollars. That's a mm. deal. It's not too bad. Yeah. That is so interesting. Coins. I had some coins. Add some coins. That was it. All right. Vending machines. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, ready for highs and lows? Yeah. Sweet. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes they're bad, too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. I was going to start with the Japanese onsen, James. Uh, that was. I'm glad you brought it up because in, in that town I went to called Guma, uh, the... Our host took my brother and I to an onsen. Once we got in, it was super peaceful, and we split up. And she said, I'll see you back here in like an hour. And uh, we were like, you're sure we get totally naked? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just It's not a big deal. Nobody cares. Just get fully naked. Don't leave anything on. That would be super weird and uncultured. <laughs> so 
it's funny. We walk into the men's locker room and there's a woman cleaning it with naked guys there. <laughs> but she didn't care. Oh, wow. I mean, she was just, her head was down, maybe headphones on. I don't know. And, and she got out of there. But um, yeah, it was funny because so my brother and I were not Japanese. We're both like six foot three. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty skinny. He's He was even skinnier than me at the time. Okay. And we get fully naked. We walk into the onsen, which has like, you know, 12 different pools, all of varying uh, temperatures, as well as the outdoor pools too. Um, just dudes in there. And we walk in, we're both naked. And it did feel like of the 50 Japanese guys in there, all the heads turned to us to look like, whoa, what the? <laughs> <laughs> so like she was right. Like, oh, it's totally normal. Everyone's doing it, you know? But we did look significantly different than everybody else there. <laughs> so I feel like that was a little bit of a, a shock, but they seemed to get over it. And then we just enjoyed uh, we enjoyed getting in like 12 different temperatures of pools, except there was a freezing cold one, Ooh. which you and I did in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just did my foot in it. I was like, no. Because yeah. it, okay. it was January. I was going to ask, like, what's the temperature outside? Yeah, like, but it was one of those things where like... Uh, when you went to the outdoor pool, which was mm. super hot, yeah, walking out there once you had already been in the pool, it wasn't too bad. Okay, it was like getting out of the blue lagoon in Iceland. Like, okay, you could after you've been in the hot hot tub for so long, you kind of just like. Sure. What's the it, like? Okay. Um, what's the environment like? Is this a mountainous region of Japan? Beach area? Just a wooded area? Uh, mountains in the background. I feel like there's always mountains in the background. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, in Japan. Sure. Um. Very, very uh, huge, uh, f- like farms, and like a lot of okay, be- like beautiful yeah. pastures, that kind of stuff. I feel like I could picture it. Yeah, but big tall fence when you went outside, yeah. so not you know to keep for privacy. Sure, that makes sense. So the onsen was pretty cool. I highly recommend it. That sounds. There's awesome. a little area of onsens that we went to called Hakone. I don't know if you. Oh, heard I've this. heard of this. H a k o n e Hakone. You can get a train from Tokyo, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we went there for a day because we got recommended an onsen there. Uh, maybe, is it? Yeah, Tokyo would be a train ride. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty quick. Overlooks Mount, you the, see Mount Fuji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got like, it's like a little valley. The train comes around and it's got hills around. and it's pretty sweet. It's such a like a idyllic area and you, there's like loads of onsens around there. So we went to one around there. What month were cool. you in Japan? Uh, September. September. It must have been nice weather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It's still hot, but sure, um, sure. not too too dramatic. But yeah, yeah, Hakone is a little area of onsens where they all just like little gardens around and they all yeah. kind of hang around each other. And yeah, it's a good place to go. I love it. Do you have a high? The high is going to be... You can have multiple highs, not just one, by the way. Yeah. I'm probably going to say the top of Mount Fuji was a high because it's oh. an achievement. Oh yeah! Um, despite the cloud, and we couldn't see that much. Um, <laughs> was it just it, a, a was it a one day trek or was it multiple days? Two days. So you do your first day up to a, a station. So there's uh-huh. like one to eight stations. So a, a tip will come to the end uh, later for that, and then the second day you go up to sunrise, and then obviously then make your way down switchbacks all the way back down to the coach station. Okay, so cool. How much uh, preparation did you do for a hike to Mount Fuji? None. Yeah. Okay. Winged it. Yeah. Yeah. How was it's it? Actually, overall? It's not that bad a hike. It's a, if, you, if you're That's a regular walker or hiker, you're going to find it fairly easy. 
Okay. Um, if I'm if I'm saying that, then it definitely will be. I'm not a hiker. Yeah. But um, it absolutely pissed down with rain, like <laughs> yeah, torrential rain. You, wow. you know the rain when you when, when you give up. You're like, I'm wet. There's nothing I can do to avoid this now. Is that rain? Yeah. Um, Jeez. That we got soaking wet. So yeah. did you uh, camp overnight, um, like in a tent, or did you have like shelter, like a regular shelter? Like how was the process for Mount uh, hiking Mount Fuji? So you book your mountain pass, I guess, if you like to get into the, the mountain, and then you book your accommodation, which is like a yeah, it's like a little cabin type station, and they're all dotted up the mountain. I would say go to the eighth, so you're closest to the top, because then in the morning you got a bit more time, right? It's only then forty five minutes from there to the summit. So yeah, we stopped at the eighth station. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but you can book that in advance, and you go in and you've got like ramen and, and a bed, and yeah, Ooh. it's pretty cozy. That sounds awesome. Uh, did you have to go through the uh, the very famous uh, suicide forest? No. Okay. You can go there, but we didn't. You're gonna have to do that. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. That's good to know. I always assumed that you had to go through it. Okay, my next high, I'm uh, only slightly embarrassed to say it, but it was kind of awesome. <laughs> that was I went to Tokyo Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, I worked at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. We should probably release my Disneyland episode before this. <laughs> so the listeners. No, I just want everyone to make, you know, feel like you're a huge Disney fan. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I went was because I worked there, not because, no, I'm kidding. I was kind of interested. Um, I got curry popcorn, super good. They had all sorts of popcorn, tons of flavors. Interesting, okay. Remember, different. Yeah. Everything, very different. (laughs) Uh, Characters were all singing and dancing, but like the music was Japanese. Songs you heard, like it's a small world, but in Japanese, you know? Interesting. But all the princesses were white. thought that was just just a side note. No big deal. Oh. And the princesses talked. Although, you know what? At Disney World, they talk too. So that's not weird. Okay, never mind. But they only spoke in English because they didn't know Japanese. Uh, okay, okay. So like you went up to Cinderella, you're in Tokyo, and it's clearly like somebody <laughs> with an American accent, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't speak Japanese. Oh my god. Well, maybe she did, yeah. but she definitely was not speaking Japanese. That's so funny. Um, but just seeing everything with the, like seeing Disney, but with the everything's japanese yeah very interesting besides the princesses like here comes the parade and correct and peter pan's coming out but he's japanese <laughs> oh the uh jungle cruise yeah um the tour was entirely in japanese <laughs> but i was so familiar with the shtick sure. that i could just tell it to my brother because i had done the ride at least 20 times in my course my year at disneyland yeah so i was like oh this is where he does this and everyone's gonna laugh now and then boom everybody started laughing <laughs> felt pretty proud of that <laughs> oh man that's it's like an hour outside of tokyo maybe 45 okay. minutes i think like 100 it's like, oh, disney's always 100 bucks a piece oh yeah least. easy easy i mean yeah, it's just disney easy. and the food's not cheap so can you take a uh subway or yeah we took train? a train that was the big thing um i'd say train is amazing yeah all over japan and pretty much um, took trains everywhere. But I will say having that local host there was incredible because operating, just trying to look like figure out how to operate the machines, the ticket machines just looked 
overly complicated. I bet they would be really yeah. complicated. How did yeah. you do, James? Did you have a local? You did not have a local, sounds like. Oh, that's my next high. But no, we didn't meet too many locals. Um, so we were trying to figure that all that stuff out. And it is tough. Like It's going to be not what you expect because you yeah. probably think you expect an English, right? But it's not right. going to be that obvious. Yeah, no, it's no. not. All right, so what's your next high? Yeah, it was the local people. We nice. met a few. And they're <laughs> predominantly around drinking. But they would approach you by not speaking hardly in English, but try to get you into their group. So we went, Tokyo was one where we met, I think it was a group of like five or six in Japan, classic. They work all day. They're in their suits. They go for a drink afterwards, probably food as well. And out till 10, 11 and probably start again the next day at seven. So they're kind of like all together all the time. So we met a group in Tokyo at a local bar in Weno and they were just trying to get to know us and, they told us a drink to get. So yeah, that was kind of cool and Sweet. getting to speak to some local people. And the second one was really weird in Hiroshima. We went to a local bar and it was a Basset Hound bar. So he had a Basset Hound dog <laughs> and he has a brother who lives just down the road from Norwich. No way. At a Chinese restaurant that I knew existed. Um, so yeah, that was a really weird coincidence. And That's we just started so chatting funny. and. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gave me like his number and said, if you go there again, like, yeah. just tell him that you know me or you met me and we went for a drink and he'll give you some money off and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, real nice guy. And he owned that bar. And that's quite cool to speak to a local of Hiroshima. That's yeah. really cool, yeah, man. That's yeah. Really cool. Huh. Oh, was there like a Hiroshima? Did you do like the, you know, the tour? memorial? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, is there both. a memorial? Yeah, uh, yeah, that and Nagasaki. We've done both. Yeah. You did oh, both, nice. huh? Okay. Wow, yeah. you really cranked that. How long were you there? Four weeks. Nice. Yeah, that's um, cool, man. I thought I had another high. Wait a minute. Uh, do you have another one as I stall and think of mine? My high was actually going to be the same as yours as the first one. The onsen was a, a nice. real cool experience. The fact that you can do Ooh, it. I know what it was. Go almost ahead. anywhere. Yeah. Um, Is there something yeah. like that sets it apart from like other hot spas like a Finnish spa or you know Scandinavian spa or anything like that mm. or is it sort of like the same type of ambience uh, all the <laughs> all the people are Japanese <laughs> <laughs> all the nudity yeah it's like it's like casual nudity it's like yeah. no one gives a shit <laughs> you, you, you just go and do it yeah um, but like, like a follow on to a high would be I don't know if you experienced this Brian yeah but we went to a few hostels and a few hotels, like capsule uh, hotels. Yes. And the difference between, I don't know if you've got this experience, the female and the male washrooms mm. is astronomical. So I we got to Weno Hotel, which is like a capsule hotel. Got freshened up after we got the, Emma got the wallet from the station that she lost. Yeah. Went back. And I was in there for 45 minutes, an hour. And she was like done in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. She's like, where you been? I was like, you don't understand what I've just seen. She's like, what do you mean? I said, I've had a jacuzzi, a steam room, had a shower. I had a room, a little stool where I can wash my hair separately. And there's, there's like other like bubble room in as well. Wow. She's like, well, I only had a bath. I'm like, sorry, but if you're a male in, in Japan, you're going to get some awesome bathrooms that are going to have <laughs> That's serious crazy. washing yeah. facilities. Shoot. Yeah. That's a high. You know, well said. Um, just a quick touch on that was the toilets. I mean, the oh. toilet is an experience. It's worth the trip in and of itself. Yeah. 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 
uh, should that we talk about it? Because there's, there's loads of controls and you don't know what's going on. Right. But, and they're usually in Japanese, but, but yeah, I started pushing yeah. them. One was white noise. If you, if you just wanted some white noise while sitting on the pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, shh, okay. you know, are they heated? There's also the heat function. Yeah, heated, yeah. And then it sprays you out with cold or hot they water, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Man. Yeah. I've heard tale of uh, the impressive Japanese, uh, Wait, toilets. James, did you stay in a capsule hotel? Yes. How okay, okay. So if you're listening, if you're listening, get on a phone or computer, go to your browser and just type in, just type in Japanese capsule hotel and you need to have a look and just understand that this exists. Yeah. Not for the claustrophobic. You, no. <laughs> yeah. Did you get claustrophobia? Do you struggle with claustrophobia? No, thankfully not. Does Emma? No. Did you two have your own or a share? I'll have my own. It's got a double bed and a TV. I'll share a bed with that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> laugh. I've got a, I'll, I'll send you a link to when I stayed in, if you want to put it in the show notes so people can. Oh yeah, there. that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, thank you. In Tokyo. Uh, check it out. Oh, it's got awesome. some decent pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so want to try it, but I'm nervous that I would go in there and just want to sit up straight. <laughs> okay. You just jolt awake. Right. You just can't. But I mean, I grew up in a top bunk where I was like oh, yeah, two feet that from the ceiling. So I feel like I should, huh? Is it sort of like you sit down and like, do you have a curtain or is it like a, yeah. I don't want to say, okay, you have a curtain. And then is it just the bed? You said you had a double bed? It's a double bed with a TV or well, one that I will send you a link to. So yeah. a double, like, I don't know, 30, 40 inch TV at the end of the bed. <laughs> you can watch like TV. And it. Could you it's sit it. up or would your head hit the top? Oh, sit up easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so maybe yours is so this is a, a bigger little. capsule, yeah. Not huh. like a traditional, maybe one people thinking right now, like the small ones. Where yeah, you sit and crouch almost in. like it a coffin. As, I'm thinking like as, a coffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to do this. Could you do it? Well, Will, do you remember yeah. you and I shared a tiny house in uh, the <laughs> Olympic Peninsula? Yeah, yeah, when we climbed up to the. Upstairs, <laughs> I don't know what you call it the loft. <laughs> the loft, yeah. And it, when you got in your bed, you were inches from the ceiling. Yep. And you survived that. Yeah. So I had no I. problem. Yeah. So no problem. Yeah, it would be uh, my wife, Kristen. Uh, <laughs> she's she does not like tight spaces, but she would do it because I wanted to do it. But I bet like, you get. Yeah. How do you breathe? I guess it doesn't seal. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> the oxygen. Did the oxygen <laughs> run out on you? All right. Um, no, I have one more high. So this is in Guma. Um, I feel like I want to talk about Kyoto and Osaka, but oh, well. go to Guma with this uh, with this friend who my brother and I met in China. We get to her parents' house, and um, it was awesome because in their living room, their dining room. This is no. This is their dining room table. It's just I don't know a foot and a half off the ground, and um, it is a glass top with a comforter underneath it that hangs a heavy, like a heavy blanket that hangs to the ground. Mm -hmm. And so when you go to eat your meal, you sit Indian style and you put your legs underneath the table and it's heated underneath it. Right. So it's blowing hot air. Your legs are getting warm. (laughs) And we, we ate, we had like a hot pot with the, you know, the thing in the middle that warms up the hot pot and they were throwing, you know, beef and whatever and veggies and fish. And then in the corner of the room was a TV that was playing sumo wrestling, just like live. <laughs> and their grandma was just sitting in the corner, like sewing, like like knitting or crocheting, sure. watching sumo. 
and just watching my like, wow, who are these so two cool. foreigners in my in our dining room? Mm-hmm. But we had just a true Japanese experience. It was oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, I'm so jealous. James, any more highs, or do you want to move to the lows? Um, yeah, I think that's it. I, we, we tried to go see the rest, and we tried to queue up, but it didn't quite get in. You can queue up to go and see the training, um, oh. and it's free, but you do have to get there really early before the doors open um, to get in. Um, so I'll bring it as that, that could be a tip at the end. But yeah, we tried to get in, but didn't, didn't unfortunately get there early enough. Is it like kind of common knowledge as to like where the trainings are? Yeah, yeah, it's like a main center in Tokyo. Interesting. Yep. Okay, nice. that sounds cool. cool. But no, yeah, no more highs for me. All right, you have a few lows. I can only, I don't know, it's a stretch for me, but go ahead, you should start. Yeah, my what? My first low is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. And I'm going to say food. Oh, that is controversial. <laughs> Cause we, yeah, because we, at the time, and still technically am, we're vegetarian. Okay. So if you're vegan nightmare because they use fish sauce and even when they say vegetarian it's gonna be fish sauce in it so i don't actually like japanese food that much i like ramen and i like the katsu type curry sure but i'm not a fan of sushi and yeah i did struggle a little bit and i didn't eat obviously meat so I, didn't, I can go into the traditional little izakayas and eat their like pork and i couldn't do that because obviously right it's pork um okay. so that was a bit of a low and a bit of a struggle sometimes for yeah, eating that, meals yeah no that's good to know because like yeah <laughs> yeah some, some some cultures are like right. way easier to eat vegetarian right. and vegan than james others. james have you been to india yet yes super easy, easy to i mean and yeah, good yeah. too and lots of options like so many options half the menu half the menu was <laughs> yeah about that <laughs> was vegetarian yeah. that was amazing yeah um okay my <laughs> Milo, I guess this is just a thing like um, it's not bad. It's just different, which is why I don't like that I'm putting this as my low. So please know as I say this, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's different and it's not what I'm used to. So maybe this is where it's weird to like, I feel like you have to preface so much when you're saying a low, like, you know, what do you don't, what don't you like about my country? You know, it's like, no, it's, I was with, um, with this with this girl the our 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 uh, guide and she's just been 6 months without seeing her parents her parents whom she loves dearly when we arrived she met us my brother and I in Tokyo when we arrived and together we went to her hometown so this is this is her first time seeing her parents in 6 months she walks in the door they each do it like she bows to them they bow back to her like like from 10 feet away and then that's it. No hug, no handshake, no like, how was your year? <laughs> you know, just kind of that. It's a culture of respect and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, um, yeah. She's like, oh no, gosh, I would never go hug them. That would be super weird. I was like, You're, is that just for <laughs> wow. you guys or like your friends? She's like, oh gosh, no, my friends would never hug their parents. That's, oh, that's American, you know? Um, huh. But that, that aspect of polite culture comes out in so many aspects of Japan, right? Even in the language, if you're speaking to someone who's older than you, like a teacher or like a sensei or whatever, you would you would adjust your verb endings or your noun endings or something or your prepositions. Yeah. I don't know. You'd adjust it to be polite. And um, even like on the trains, like uh, 
I remember I sneezed once and everybody, nobody looked at me. No one says, no one says like, bless you. You know, do you guys do that in the UK? I'm, do you say yeah. bless you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. And like, uh, yeah, I, I was even, I heard, I heard from the guy or the, the girl we were with like, yeah, like if, I don't know, just in this culture, like if you saw somebody was crying on the side of the road, you wouldn't run up to them and say, can I help you? Like you don't acknowledge someone's emotion because that might offend them or make them feel extra bad. Uh-huh. So if someone's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a different, not bad. It's different. Yeah. Different. And for that, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a culture I'm shock. A little cool. bit. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, my my um my girlfriend's friend who we met in Tokyo, um, her husband who's Aussie from Tokyo was saying that is slightly changing with the new generation. Okay. Um, oh, okay. He gave a few examples, like even at work where he was, I think he was doing some sort of media, sort of like journalist type stuff. That's what he does. Um, like in the old days, he'd say if he wrote a piece and his assistant would read it, she'd be really respectful, or he'd be re- really respectful and say, oh, maybe just a can change it here and there. But he said, now they're like, no, it's rubbish. Like you need to do that again. Like, they're so like upfront. It's, yeah. it's never been said like that before, but yeah. now it's just changed with a new generation. So maybe right um, that might change. Yeah. With the yeah. Gen Z's, but we'll see. Um, another low I thought of was just not a lot of English, which I mean, how America, how like, <laughs> <laughs> how privileged is it to say that right but like no but really like just oh, yeah, i mean right. but even let's say you speak i don't know romanian italian whatever like that's all you speak and you go to japan like you're still gonna struggle you, all you yeah. like there's a lot of places where like you get a subway map and everything's just in their local three alphabets <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really hard <laughs> and uh that's that's a tough thing yeah Oh, one other low is that they don't repopulate quickly. <laughs> so isn't yeah. Japan going to like, I don't know, in like 50 years, be like half the size or something? Oh, wow. Thing? Really? I don't okay. I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but. It's declining. Yeah, yeah. It's declining their population. Yeah. 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 James, did you have another low? Yeah. Low moment. And this is kind of half a tip as well. Don't climb Mount Fuji on the last day of the hiking season because they're all cleaning up, ready to go home. So the example would be it rained that day, got to the eighth station. You're kind of thinking, oh, I'll take my clothes off. I'll dry them out. I'll, you know, relax. And we did, but there's one problem is normally they put all the wet clothes in the main area after you had your food and they sort of stay there all night and dry off. Right. But they're clean up. It's like, no, not today because we're going home tomorrow. They're going to be above your beds. So we slept underneath, like hanging, dripping wet clothes in the bin oh, bag. Oh, nice. And it wasn't the best experience. Um, but that only happens that day of the, yeah. the whole season. It's the last day. <laughs> right. So just go, go any other day. Just don't go last day. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's great. Um, oh, I did have one more. Um, had to do with, gosh, I keep losing my place because when James talks, James talks, it's very interesting. Uh, I might think of it later. Oh, I remembered it. Um, so to get around, there's this thing called the Japan Rail Pass, which is available for foreigners, for non-Japanese people. So this is something you can buy um, ahead of time. But it was, it's a little, I feel like it's overly confusing in the sense that it works on a 
lot of trains, but not all the trains. Yeah. Like, for example, oh, if you get it, it works on the Narita Express. So if you, there's two airports in Tokyo. One's called Tokyo Narita. One's called Tokyo Haneda. Tokyo Narita is a little further from the city. Haneda is a little closer to the city. Uh, Tokyo Narita is the hub airport for like United Airlines and Star Alliance partners like ANA and stuff like that. Whereas Tokyo Haneda is like partners of like One World, like American Airlines and and, and uh, Japan Airlines. So um, what happens is if you get the Tokyo J- Japan Rail Pass, you get the Narita Express train from Narita Airport to the main station and oh there's a lot of main stations in tokyo but like that that's included which is cool okay cool but now let's say you want to go to like kyoto i think i think that one like it's not included with the japan rail pass maybe i have that one off maybe that one is included but something else it's like oh shoot like this is giving you access to all these different train routes but the ones you want to do oh that's not included that's an extra cost or something like that mm. and then it's kind of confusing because even though you have the Japan Rail Pass sometimes you still have to make a reservation which is like a nominal yeah. fee too it's like oh wait a minute so i just bought this pass but yet i have to kind of pick the train i want to go in ahead of time which is similar to like a euro rail pass i suppose for some trains sure sure but i don't know how how did yeah. you how did you do with did you do a lot of trains or not too many yeah, all trains. Yeah, I think and we did you get the hang the of trains it? that were part of the pass. Okay. So I don't know how we done this because I don't recall paying any extra fees. Um, and we went to all the main cities, right? Kyoto, Osaka, all that. So did I you just get on, just or did you have to like validate the pass before you got on, or did they just like check your pass once you hopped on? I think we reserved before, right? So okay. I, it was free I to reserve. You think? Did you do it online? I think that's what we did. I had online. a I had a guide who oh, okay. <laughs> took us around. No, we definitely done it online and occasionally went to the station and they have a little section that says JR Japanese JRP, right? Okay. Um you can go pass, there and right. speak to someone in English and they have like a little foreigner kiosk who can speak English. Ah, um, nice. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah, because obviously enough. all foreigners not just speak English, right? But they have one that does speak English. Right on. I think you'd be you'd be okay if you got the pass and you went to the station. You just need to ask. Sure. And don't be intimidated by all the signs. Right. And try and find the kiosk. Yeah. That's probably a more of an issue. Any other lows? Uh, well, I think when you go to atomic bomb museums, I think you're going to, for an hour, just be a bit down, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, about what human sure. beings can do to each other. But yeah. um, it comes out after that, you kind of have a bit more faith in humanity. And Hiroshima is, this is a high, really, but Hiroshima you should go to because they've still got one of the original buildings there by the river. Um, it's, it's that dome building, if you see on Google, Hiroshima Dome, type that in Google, you'll see this amazing structure by the river, and you can walk around it, and it's still there from the old days. So um, a low moment in terms of reading about it and the stories, and you can get a guide as well um, to talk about it. That's um, it interesting. A high. That kind of makes me wonder, like, do they... I guess, do they observe, like, World War Two? Like, do they acknowledge, like, some of the... <laughs> things that the imperial japanese did do you know did you guys well, see it's controversial like? right because the the imperial japanese is it the what's he called the, the guys in charge now he yeah they're still the same organization right yeah the um, the emperor um, yeah emperor that's it. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so hmm. it's a weird one because you think oh his family allowed it to happen yeah and then condone it but are still in power it's a bit a gray area um okay 
yeah, they do acknowledge it for sure. There's loads of signs and stuff. And but the Japanese are so nice, like they will just like talk to you about it. I think uh, without any worries. That would be really interesting. Oh, I have a hide ad. It's extremely safe. Never felt in oh, danger. Yeah, so yeah. safe. If anyone was yeah. worried about safety, go to Japan. <laughs> you, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think it's got to be the safest country, right? One of the safest. Oh, I heard to. New Zealand was up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's up there. I heard Norwich is up there. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go to this. Is we're gonna? I knew this is gonna be a long episode. Yeah. I just knew it. Yeah, knew it. So we better go into our our tips. Uh, tips. Tips from the travel agents. So tip number one: it's safe. Go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> So it kind of seems like uh, you guys got around okay, even though there was a massive language barrier. Right, right. Well, yeah. my Japanese is super good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's just like anywhere, James, correct me if you would disagree, but you find the people who look like they're under 35 years old and chances are they can speak some English. Some English. Mm. Did you guys have yeah. to like Although rely Japan, on- I'd say, is one of the ones that maybe. It's not a guarantee. I right. think you'd be you'll find some people, but you know, if yeah. you went to like Thailand, for example, everyone speaks English, right? But like Japan, I just found you, you, you're gonna find people that are not like fluent. They are gonna right. have broken words, okay? And they'll try and help, but right. not guaranteed. Right. Speak good. Interesting. Did you guys have to rely on like technology a lot? Um, I remember we had so like we we stay at hostels a lot, and yeah. Because hostels have such an, they seem to have such an international draw. Everyone at the hostel, the workers spoke really good English. And so we'd always touch base with someone before we left for the day. Like, hey, just a quick note. Here are some things we want to do. Here are some, they they were so kind. People are very kind. Mm -hmm. They would even like um, uh, write down on a slip of paper, like, ooh, if you get lost or if, because this is like 2011. Like I had a smartphone that worked with Wi-Fi, but I didn't have data yet. Like I wasn't wasn't that cool to have data out yeah, in Japan. Yeah, it just wasn't prominent as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm sure it was. I just didn't yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a kid. Um, but no, like they would even write like, "Hey, like so if you if you get lost, you just point to this, and then somebody can show you the way." <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a SIM card. So uh, nice. if, you got, if you've got an unlocked phone, uh, I would probably, at least one of you, if you're in a couple, at least get yeah. a SIM card just so you can um, let that translate out. Right on. Another tip was just like the hostels were some of the cleanest I've ever been to in, in any yeah. of my travels. So mm. no worries about booking a hostel. Um, oh, Bring some money is a tip. It's, gonna, it's not going to okay. be your cheap. It's not cheap. That is a really good tip. So get yeah. yen in advance. Particularly Tokyo, I think it's one. Particularly Tokyo is one of the most expensive cities in the world, up there with like uh, Moscow and Paris. I once read. I don't know why those two also stuck in my head, but <laughs> yeah, Moscow is very super cheap. expensive. <laughs> we should type in most expensive cities in the world. So Emma's friend, who we met in Tokyo, her other half took us out for dinner to a sushi slash uh, Japanese food restaurant. Uh-huh. We had our own little corridor of of a room. And a server would bring in all this food. Nice. And I dread to think how much that cost. But he wouldn't take any money from us. Wow. But wow. that must have been three or four hundred dollars because we had our own little server and they bring in fresh food on on a plate and it fries there and it was just an incredible experience. But he wouldn't accept any 
any money, but I don't think that would have been cheap. That would have been expensive. No. Did you guys make it out to uh, like Kyoto and yeah. Osaka? Yeah. Hiroshima, yeah. no, not Hiroshima. So the big thing with uh, and I remembered was like just uh, an insane amount of like temples, okay, and like Buddhist uh, things. Yes, in Kyoto. So you definitely get your fix of like culture and um, and seeing people in. I want to say kimonos, but I feel like that's Chinese. Nope, kimonos is Japanese. No, okay, that's it. Yeah, and like you get to see like the like the girls with like the white. Painted faces. Yeah, is it Geisha girls? Geisha? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, you see them. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That was great. Um, there was this place we went to. I've, I know I've had issues finding it, but it was outside of Kyoto, and it was a like a monkey park. We went up a mountain, and there were just uh, like wild monkeys everywhere, but they were wow. like, nice, and you fed them, and uh, they, they were, they, not like they were, they would get up to you like they were, they would touch you. Yeah, they'd just like hang out and stuff. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, I would love to find the name of that. Did you go to like the deer park in Kyoto? Like the famous yeah. deer park? Nara. So if you go to Nara. Nara, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you, that's worth a little little trek. And it's also a nice walk in that huge park. Yeah, um, okay. The deer sort of come up to you. So that's, that's a recommendation. So interesting. Wow. Um, I did find the monkey park shockingly easily. I typed in Kyoto monkey park and there I'm looking right at it. This is where I was. It's called monkey park. Iwatayama. Iwa Tayama. Um, yeah, this was, this was awesome. But you went to a deer park. Now I want to look at that. Was that you in- never heard of the deer park in Nara? Nara. Uh, Kyoto? Yeah, type in N-A-R-A. Nara. No, I never heard of it. Oh man. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, you should look up pictures of it. Oh, cool. James, yeah. I think Kyoto to... is your is your traditional Japan, right? That's the one city that's kind of been Super. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of avoided the whole lights and building underground and up, up and above you. Whereas Osaka is like crazy. Modern. Like that, that was the one place where I was like, yeah. what the hell is this place? Like, it's up there, it's down there, <laughs> right. streets are mental, can we even walk here? Yeah, that's wow. that's a crazy, crazy city. Okay. Yeah. So the big thing a lot of my clients want to do is they want to stay in a Ryokan. A oh, Ryokan, yeah, yeah. Ryokan. They're quite expensive, but Ryokan. Yeah, we stayed in one one night. What is that? Yeah. Uh, Google it, but no, it's Japanese um, room. Very traditional Japanese room. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How I mean, do you spell it? Ryokan. Well, I R Y O K A N. It looks like all things Japan the moment you Google it. Oh, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I have seen this and um Three Ninjas too. <laughs> they go to Japan. Remember that movie? <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah. James, you got a chance to stay in one of these? Yeah, the the They are they're they're pricey. Sleep, like close to the floor. They're pricey and they're gonna be like I didn't find them actually that comfortable, but you kinda sleep on the floor with a bit of bedding. And it's got like folding doors. It's really like traditional and nice. Sure. Is it worth it um, for the experience? I think so. Yeah. You're just probably not going to get like a nice beefy mattress. So okay, uh, just mm-hmm. bear that in mind. And I think you can get packages where they bring tea and breakfast and oh, all nice. the above. You can pay for certain levels of a uh, experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Did you get yeah, a chance to like go down to like um, Okinawa or up into Hokkaido? Hokkaido? No, not this time. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're off of the mainland. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd ask. 
a friend lives in Sapporo and okay. does the whole skiing stuff there. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I was supposed to go and see him, but then there, there was a, a tiny earthquake when I was there. Oh and wow! The, all the power was cut off, and he said, "Don't come. We've got only water, McDonald's." I was like, "Oh well, then I'll go then." And like he was just <laughs> not not working, and yeah, they're they're struggling for a while for about a week, so I couldn't see my friend unfortunately. Man, that yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just my random tips. Um, so like when you go to bow, you're supposed to keep your two hands by your side. And just just do it. Like if it's so weird to you, like oh, I'm not going to bow to people. Like you got to get out of that mindset. Get over yourself. You got to yeah. bow because like you're going to look like an absolute idiot if you don't bow. Mm-hmm. And uh, get rid of your ego. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I do remember. Like um, so, the, like, we were talking about the toilets. Toilets were awesome, but as I recall, most public most public restrooms had both Eastern and Western. So they had the squatty potty too. So like, don't be shocked when you see the most amazing toilet with all these functions, <laughs> like a, looks like a Nintendo controller next to it. And then like a couple stalls down is like a squatty potty. It's, you know, like that's just, that's normal. Yeah. Um, and then also like we went to, went to a shrine and like my brother and I joke a ton and the girl we were with, she joked a ton, but she even said like on the way, they're like, Hey guys, like, Actually, when we go here, we kind of have to like cut back on the joking. Like, this is legit. Like, there are people here who, um, I don't know. Yeah, are yeah, they just don't want to see you joking around at mm. a shrine. Take it seriously and take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I also love is the breakfast sets. Did you get them? Like, for breakfast in these places, you can't think. Oh, where do I go? Every cafe in Japan has got like a. It's about five to seven hundred yen. And you get like an orange juice, a coffee, a probably little pastry, and a bit of fruit. Maybe like they do all these like types of sets for breakfast. You can choose different ones, and that's a great way to kind of start the day because you don't have to worry about it. And they're easy to find on the corner, and every like little breakfast place has a coffee and one of those. So they're they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. What um, other tips you got? Okay, okay. Um, I think. Tokyo is awesome. It's worthy of at least like four or five days because there's a ton to do there in a lot of neighborhoods. It's kind of almost like it's like a New York City, right? Where like you're not you're not gonna get bored. Just make don't don't just give yourself a night. Give yourself at least four because the first day you're just gonna be like whoa. Um, mm. I would say a good like tourist location to maybe settle down in Tokyo so you can kind of make your day trips from there is an area in Tokyo. I might need your help, James. It starts with Shibuya. an S. Shibuya. Shibuya. Yes, got to go there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most, what, most uh, trafficked uh, like oh, cross? The intersection? Or... There's yeah. an intersection which has one, two, three, four, five different ways to cross it. And you're yeah. right, Will. It's the most uh, busiest, the busiest intersection in the world. You can go on YouTube and just type in that. I wonder what the <laughs> yeah. name of it is. Um I think if you just type in Shibuya crossing, it'll pop up. Crossing, you can. What a weird thing to watch! People crossing a street. The famous Shibuya crossing. It's (laughs) ninety seconds. Yeah, Yeah. this looks awesome. That's a cool little area to walk around the streets if you have a bit of time, especially at night with all the lights. It's pretty cool to go and just go to the random like you know those like shops in Japan where you go to like play games. You see them, Brian. That you pay like some yen and you play like a computer game in there uh, or shooting up game like a, like little like an arcade arcades yeah right on 
Um, they're uh, pretty cool, just for a bit of fun. It does sound fun. Yeah, yeah. I, that, video games were huge there. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. Definitely be ready to take some pictures in Tokyo because it's so much fun. I I would say it seems like there was. Uh, I wasn't vegetarian though. There were a lot of uh, good food options to eat that were kind of just different and fun. Or what? Uh, <laughs> they also had Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> but that was fun. And I was like, oh, how do you say that in Japanese? I said, uh, Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> and if you want to know where something is, you say Doko Deska at the end. So like you could say toilet, Doko Deska. Where is the toilet? Krispy Kreme donut, Doko Deska. Where is Krispy Kreme donuts? <laughs> <laughs> the real tips. Use that all the time. Love that stuff. You should do the tour of the Imperial Palace in Tokyo. I, oh. uh, nope, didn't do that. You should do that. That's a good one. Yeah, that would be good. Be really cool. It's pretty cheap, if not ugly free. Um, right on. You don't go right in; you go around it. But it's a um, it's a tour in English, so you get to know um, yeah, the history and who lives there and who's lived there before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of some more tips. Nagasaki is like almost at the end of the earth for Japan. Like it's right down the bottom to the left. Um, so you, if you want like a bit of a quieter place, but it's still kind of a city, it's got one main road through the central of it. Yeah. Um, that's a nice walking city um, to go and check out. Sweet. Some nice uh, nature down there as well. Um, there's a robot dinner show. I did not do it, but a lot of my clients want to. It's um, if you have epilepsy, it would not be good. It's like from the moment you walk in, just go to YouTube and type in Tokyo Robot Dinner. Uh, flashing lights from the mo- from every every inch of uh, floor and ceiling and uh, sorry walls is what I meant. Every inch of wall is just uh, like a laser beam of light that shoots out. It's insane, or oh. it doesn't show, but just like on the wall, like you're at a giant arcade for adults. And then at some points, it's just from what I've seen, like uh, the the performers come out. Um, and sometimes they're in bikinis that also have like lasers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just nuts. And I think it's like 125 bucks or something per person. You get dinner and an insane show that will very much, um, stimulate your <laughs> senses with all the light and noise. <laughs> Yeah, it's too much to even watch on YouTube. It's like, okay, okay, we get it. Are you into J-pop, James? Music? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. There are some uh, some really good J-pop bands out there. I okay. could, uh, but it's weird. Who do you it's recommend? Different. So that well, I like I like Carrie Pamu Pamu, but she is weird. So I mean, different. So no, you might hate her. Uh, she does not speak English, but there is a band um, that does amazing music videos, and um, I think it's called like World Order. I think that's their name. Yeah, it's a band, and it's started by this guy who's an amazing dancer named Genki Sudo, and he's also but he was famous for being like a world famous MMA fighter, and uh, he does like. You know, like when people like do like the robot like at a wedding, yeah, that but a hundred times cooler, and uh, 
he would even do some funny stuff like that while fighting in an MMA battle. <laughs> and you can go on YouTube and type in Genki Sudo MMA most epic moments and watch some of his his reels. It's pretty pretty awesome. Wow. Should we uh, roll into standby items? I think we should. Do we have any standby items? I think we could um, <laughs> get some. Okay, if you have some. Okay. It's safety and other info with standby items. Here we go. Uh, so like in Osaka, there was this Osaka Aquarium, which I can't call it a high because it's an aquarium. Yeah. And it was cool. Like the dolphins are doing tricks and there's like whales and stuff, you know, it's huge. Okay. Like eight floors or whatever. Wow. But like, wow. you know, it was awesome. It was cool. Not like you could probably go to Chicago and do it or Cleveland. No, Cleveland's Aquarium. I don't think I've ever been to Cleveland's it's Aquarium. not eight floors. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. <right on. laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. And then in Osaka, I also did this thing, this like um, uh, tower, Osaka Tower, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, oh yes, yeah, we done that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. No, I'm thinking of something that looks a car- Osaka Castle. Thank you, Osaka yeah. Castle. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's good. That was really cool. But the thing yeah. is, being, being from England, castles are like, oh yeah, cin- cinema before. <laughs> oh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. It was good, but it's like oh, okay. So the word castle, when you hear it, versus when an American hears it, it's kind of rings a different. What it's... do you think when you hear it? Like super, um, lights like, and uh, samurais. Yeah, it's like a different planet. Super foreign, unique, exotic, uh, okay. unattainable, not real. <laughs> do they really exist? Are they there do. castles in the USA? Yes. There's one in North Carolina. There's one in Ohio. What's it called? The Ohio. I don't know. Oh, it's uh, so. It's pretty close by. I forget what it's called, though. Okay. Hmm. Neat. So, James, I, I I don't think we have anything else that we want to talk about with Japan. Do you guys have anything else? The last thing I can think of would be pricing. You know, pricing. you're going to spend yeah from the U.S. Uh, probably close to a thousand bucks to flying out there, and then unless you're gonna if you're gonna stay in hotels, no joke, hotels at a budget price are like four hundred bucks a night. Oh I know gosh. it's insane for a good location. You yeah. Know? So you got to look at like hostels if you want to budget. Otherwise, wow, I, like no, it's Switzerland numbers. I've, yes, yes, Switzerland numbers. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And the food's not inexpensive. And your Japan Rail Pass is going to be three hundred and sixty bucks for like a week. So wow. two weeks will be probably almost double that. So just. You definitely want to um, save up. During the Olympics, things really went up even more. And sure. There were these I packages bet. I saw with like hotel, transportation, and Olympic tickets for 9000 per person. That's not flights. And that was like four nights. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. You could Staying go to like the, Bora Bora for that. High at Tokyo. So God. anyways, all that to say, not a, not a cheap trip, but... Um, oh, and just one other thing. Japan and China are so close, and they could not be more opposite culturally. <laughs> I mean, some things are the same. Like, they use chopsticks yeah. and stuff like that, and they eat a lot of rice. But, like, wow, just totally different <laughs> cultures, different countries entirely. Wow. Could not be more different, and they're so – they're close. Two-hour flight, Yeah, you know? Super close. So – I think that's very fascinating. A lot of tumultuous history between those two nations. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So Japan, go for it. Be ready to have a culture shock. Uh, yeah, culture shocks. Get ready to spend some money. Um, oh, there are cruises that go around Japan. That's oh, kind okay. of more economical, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Just because you know cruise. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it. I recommend getting into Japan. Go stay in a capsule like James. <laughs> Do an onsen. So, get naked. Have fun. James, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Where can people find you? Uh, what is your podcast about? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the podcast you can find on all the classics. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And I release a guest episode every Monday and a short solo episode on a Friday, which is 10, 15 minutes. And yeah, I've got guests all the way up until the new year in January. Uh, I've got some interesting people coming up, like present company here. <laughs> and also i've got a guy who's traveled to every country in the world and the tcc 330 yeah. so people are thinking what the hell is a tcc that's a group of people who take off not only countries but regions and islands throughout the world so the most inaccessible places and it's a pretty awesome list and it's not been done many times i think he's like the 33rd person to do it he's just completed today wow. Uh, he's agreed to come on, so I'm going to speak to him. Don't know where to start with that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I've got got my Greece episode coming up. So I've got some uh, trip planned in December in Greece. So I'm going to do podcasting on the road. So every other day, it's going to be short episodes, just telling you what I've been up to, who I've spoken to, what I've eaten, what I've seen. Uh, that's going to be for two weeks. And that's also going to be a YouTube series, which is going to be a different branch to my podcast, which I'm going to launch in the new year. I love it, man. I love it. Good on you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, James, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. It was uh, a joy having you on here. We love talking to you. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I love speaking to you guys. So real super easy, very personable, and I really enjoyed myself. Thanks so much. Thanks, James. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to. We're the travel agents, that's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe before you go. We're the travel agents, thanks for listening. I'll book your trip, then pack.